Would you like me to open that for you now or or later? Sure. Or should we do it on mic? Up to you. Let's let's do it on mic. Do we need to mic the cider? No, you open it for me, gentlemen. Uh. <laughs> you just offered oh, she, to open okay. it for me, she and then put you're it like, on you. "Give give me she your mic." Put it on you. Push your mic. Push your mic this direction. Do it in your own. Because this is your. I don't want to do it in my <laughs> no, mic. This yes. is your drink. <laughs> what? No, here, here. No, now you're making me part. No, no. <laughs> you do it then. Okay. Delicious. That was Tori opening her own drink. <laughs> what? What? I just opened that drink. <laughs> we went through all this, and now you're going to make me into the show. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. My name is Brock Dennis. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascade. I like the inflection you put on it. It was kind of a Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday sort of thing. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective. I got those mixed last week. Oh, you guys. And enjoying the best right. that life has to offer along the way. You can think global with a local perspective as you well. You can do it either way. Yes. Yeah. That's. I think that's the genius of the whole genius. Thank you. I wrote it. <laughs> Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life, and life hacks. hacks. And today. And today... Community radio? Community radio. Community radio. Bicycle history. Bicycle history on community radio. Wrenching your own bike on community radio. 3% alcohol. That's right. <laughs> yeah, listen to the. We're going to put out some bonus content with that. But Tori Bortman, hello. Hello. And How discovering are you? all sorts of uses for kudzu. <laughs> Grape jelly. Grape jelly. Yeah, if you don't. Grape if you can't, jelly flavored honey. Wait, can That's you, purple or red. I know. Can you eat grapes? I can. Okay, good. Uh, I'll just, make you a mean grape pie. Nice. If someone can... Ooh. You I, don't even know about grape pie, No, do I don't. It's my favorite pie, and I've never tasted it. It is. Mm. It's all the sweet and all the tart. It's wow. perfect. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you I, use Concord or... Concord. Okay, right on. There you go. Uh, what's the other... What are the green grapes called? I, I always just call them green grapes, but what do they actually refer to as? There are many varieties of both green and... Red okay. and black grapes. So. Are, we talked about Tom Cords like yes. three oh, yes. years ago. Yes. Because I brought Tom Cords right. at one point. Because yes. they're Thompson grapes, but they're uh, Concord well, grapes. Well, they're, they're crossbred with Concords. Uh-huh. Because the problem yes. with Concords is they taste great, but, you but they have seeds. But you got seed. Oh, right. So Tom Cord is no seeds? Correct. But How you do they lose grow new some Tom of the Cords? greatness. Yeah. That's the problem. They were a lot bigger than Concords. I just learned mm-hmm. to eat grape seed. Right. Like you just kind of crunch down on it. Right. It's not really the best experience. And I think there might be some arsenic in there. Uh, well, mean, that's what they say about apple seeds too, right? <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah. yeah, but not enough to kill you. I mean, well, it I've depends eaten, on how many grapes you eat. Well, yes. You don't eat that many apples. No, but I'm, I'm firmly convinced <laughs> if you eat enough of those grapes, like you'll you'll have other problems long before you have right. poisoning well, from same arsenic. With, same with apples, right? It's going like to keep you moving. The sugar and the fiber content right. should, you know, kind of get the, yeah, get the arsenic ar- you know, out of your yeah. system. It's a self-cleaning system. <laughs> yeah, there's a Maybe. fail-safe built in. Yeah. 
Well, we should know. We we should. I mean, I should. I oh, wait. Speaking personally, as a person who's had scatological oh. emergencies that we've discussed on air before, well, that wasn't um, from too many grapes, but that was from yes, walnuts. Yes, as best we can tell. But interesting. Yeah, I, but that's neither here nor there. Tori, you have been. Uh, it is way much there. Yes. Way over. Yes, there. indeed. Uh, Tori, you've been you've been around for a while. Uh, I have. You are, uh, you're 43 a- years, my friend. 43 years. <laughs> That's not years. what I meant. I mean, you've been an establishment in the Portland <laughs> uh, bicycling scene for a long time. I have. I have been a part pretty much since like when I walked through the door into Portland. Yeah. Um, Where is that door? Uh, that door uh, that I walked through was actually uh, Seven Corner Cycles. Okay. Corey, who owns Seven Corners. You kind of popped out. Just I, like, there's a wormhole there. Uh, yeah. I came to <laughs> Portland and somebody told me about this coffee shop called The Red and Black. Yeah. And his yeah. shop was right next door to it. And I was looking for rooms and he was a bike shop and I was bike mechanic or trying to be. And I walked over and he was so nice yeah and so kind and so that was kind of how and i found a room through the red and black uh oh back, really yeah this back before craigslist yeah, yeah. like i was actually a little flyer i took the little number and and i was on my way i live i lived above um not sure what it is now but uh 21st and clinton okay yep uh you know where the night light is What's yeah that? it's the kitty corner building there's like restaurant or yeah, a bar yeah, in the yeah, bottom, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. there's two stories above it. Our, we there's were the been like story. so many bars that go you know through why? that one particular because building. Because the landlord is an asshole. Okay. Uh, and I, that's I, why and, we were short-lived there. you would there. know. Yes. I would. I would because he lived above us. Ah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. And he had yeah. a black, he actually had a blacksmithing shop where that restaurant is. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Fascinating. I mean... We're not going to say that all blacksmiths are assholes because no, far no, from no, the no, truth. No, 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 but, no, no, uh, He was just a little mentally uh, unstable. That's all. It's why a, would you live on the top floor, have a blacksmith shop on the bottom floor, and then expect to rent a room to someone floor. that you would be satisfied as a renter to in the middle floor? It just seems yeah, uh, yeah. strange. Yeah, he's, he's strange. Yeah. He's strange. Well, that being said, there's also the Red and Black Cafe has now moved to the Vegan Mini Mall over on Stark yes. and right. uh, 12th. So, yeah, this was circa 2001 yeah and at that point the red and black was located now where the uh uh is it double barrel yeah I yeah think so yeah um yeah. for anyone who's not from portland this is fascinating yeah talk about how the geography of portland the the, uh, the relative location of I, businesses i think the changed. point was i've been here a long time and so uh it's, i will say just as a side note i just found out that the red and black is still around yeah yeah. I thought it was like closed and they all like ended up going their separate ways. And I felt like a little sad because like that no was need like to be this sad. Whole, right. But maybe if you now supported if, them a little more often, <laughs> they, wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't almost be closed. <laughs> Good point. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, they are one of the really old school Portland establishments where it, it's uh, a true countercultural ethos lives in that organization in that uh I, technically, it's a business, right? Yes. So they're um, still associated? Are they still associated with the IWW? Uh, I think they are, but yeah. I'm not sure. I can't speak to that. The Wobblies? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, but uh, kind of a, uh, uh, yeah, a very countercultural space. It's the sort of place that I always never quite felt like I fit into, but really respected. So yeah. I would admire them from afar. Yeah. I ate a lot of vegan cream cheese in that place. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a preferred vegan cream cheese? What did they say? I don't anymore because I'm not vegan. Okay, anymore. but tofuti was a thing, right? Is that that was that was the one? Um, okay, yeah, I was more particular about my sausages. Ah, 
Yeah. Vegan sausages? Gimme lean. It was gimme lean at the gimme time. Gimme lean. Okay. But gimme lean now is ground beef. They took all the sausage part out. They took all the spices out, so it does, and they took the salt out, so it doesn't taste good anymore. Yuck. Yeah, Wait, it's disgusting. These, now. these are were vegan. Yeah. And now they're ground beef. Well, fake ground beef. No, they oh. were, no, now they're fake ground beef. <laughs> okay. Before they were fake sausage. I was confused. I see. Oh, it's the taste, the flavor. Like gimme lean for all those people with heart problems. Instead of eating Jimmy Dean, they were going to get gimme lean. Oh, and I see. And still get their Jimmy Dean flavor. Gotcha. And the vegans found out about it and corrupted it. Okay. <laughs> well. But then somebody bought the company out and they took all the spices out. So it goes. Do you do, you do um, oh shoot, what is it? It's uh, wheat based. Glu- no. uh, Satan? No, not not Satan. Hail Satan! Uh, <laughs> I for one welcome our new <laughs> vegan overlords. <laughs> um, well, it'll it'll come to me later. But so they yeah, make like various various types of sausage, like Italian sausage, field roast. Uh, yeah, field roast. Nah, no. no? Nah, my thing about fake meat is <laughs> it should only kind of be trying to be like meat because if it tries too hard, then A, why am I eating it? And B, I'm vegan because I don't want meat. So right. why am I trying to... The the best part about Gimme Lean was the sausage. Like it was like the sage and the salt. And, right. You know, the Well, that was the thing is they have like an apple sage sausage. Yeah, but thing. once you... Gimme Lean was like you could break it up into stuff, like uh, put it yeah, in your yeah. chili or make little patties out of it or something. But once you're trying to eat it as like a meat mm-hmm. thing... Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm from Chicago. I'm from where there's real meat. Don't <laughs> right. don't fake the meat. Don't fake the meat. Just don't eat it. So like it turns into my... the culinary equivalent of like Christian rock music. Yes. Okay. Although <laughs> my cousin's wedding had some Christian rock. That was awesome. And yeah. I'm not joking. I'm yeah. not being... Yeah, I was shocked. I was like, this could be like, this could be an indie rock band in okay. Chicago right now. And it's... They're, they're singing about the Lord, but they're doing a little like subversively. Mm-hmm. So you can't really <laughs> totally tell. It's like but, good tofu based stuff. No, it was beyond that. Like you couldn't even tell. It's like... <laughs> it was like field roast. No, field roast <laughs> you can very much tell. <laughs> no, no. I, I didn't... Like it took me a second to realize... The fields are ripe for harvest. They were singing like about the King of Kings and okay. the Lord of Lords. Like Because right. they didn't sing King of Kings or Lord of Lords or mm-hmm. God or Jesus or any of that. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Because, and they were actually really good. They're different chord huh. changes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, a lot. <laughs> a lot. They were good. I was like, this wedding's rad. Nice. Except that she's 20 and he's 22. I mean, that's how uh, it goes, yes, right? Yes, that is a very Christian wedding. Yeah, but... That's how it goes. But they're still together. They're doing well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Yay. Excellent. Yeah. Are they eating vegetarian or not? I'm guessing no. Okay. Yeah. They're, so they're not Seventh-day Adventists. They're both born and ra- <laughs> or raised in West Virginia and now okay. living in, I think, Ohio, so gotcha. probably not. Yeah. Yeah, can't speak to that fully. But, right. So but they're y- really rad and they're really sweet. Yeah. Um Completely unrelated. I, I was wondering, one, because you do so much radio, if you'd be willing to swear into a microphone, but it seems like you're doing okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have good. a problem with that. <laughs> right, good, good. Because this is a podcast. Well, that's right. Yeah. I was just wondering if you had like a, you know, there's a microphone, a there's a live channel. in my brain. Yeah. And you switched it to us. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I switched it to normal <laughs> is what I switched it to. But you've been doing- Is that, is that ever difficult? Is that ever like, uh, I don't yes. know, an issue, but is- Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Uh, today I was around some small children. That I was, always have a problem when I'm that, around small children. It's well, like, it don't de- say these words. And it then, depends like, on those the are adult the I'm like, with. If the adult is on borderline of saying the words around the small children and they're the parents, then I will sometimes go <clears throat> over that edge. Ah. But if I'm with an adult that like is obviously really conscious of it. Like at then, that wedding? Um... 
There wasn't there wasn't a lot of time to to swear at that wedding. Okay. Yeah, right. there was a lot of listening. I mean, it was a ceremony. Sure. So, you know. Right. Yeah. And then when there but was, I was, I was assuming your switch was switched that and way. And then there was no alcohol at the reception, right? So, which makes you wish you could switch the switch the other way. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was fine. But um, yeah, it's hard to switch the switch sometimes. Not on radio, <laughs> not on the bike show. Yeah. But um, in I life, know I had a, another time recently that oh, sometimes when I'm teaching, okay. You know, I'm just hanging out. It's me and one or two people right. sometimes when I'm doing tune-up classes. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about all sorts of stuff. We're talking about derailers. We're talking about tubes. And we're talking about life. And sometimes the me just comes out my mouth. And there's some and, fucking bullshit you got to deal with on this derailer. Wait, so, yeah. And, and it has that. I don't know. Like No one's ever the, said anything. Okay. But I don't think that doesn't mean I haven't offended someone. <laughs> Okay. Just because I they've guess, never said anything. Right, right. And then I'll notice like these things, like my student will say th- something like, gosh, darned. And I'm like, Ooh, I shouldn't <laughs> have started that. What I did. Yeah. yeah. Now I know where their uh, bar pull that, is. Pull that back a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And I guess as a teacher, it's probably better to figure out like where, where they set the tone and, and like kind of, that match would be them. the wise thing to do <laughs> as opposed. Right. Scale every, up with but, them. I mean, I'm not a teacher either. In any way, shape, or form, and so you know, and also my students tend to be adults, at least as far as doing bike mechanics. So um, sometimes male adults that are a little bit older aren't just aren't quite expecting things like Mm -hmm. that to come out my mouth. But usually, if I start it, they'll just roll along with it, and that's just a tirade of of profanity. Nah, because we're having fun. There's (laughs) nothing to swear about. Oh no, yeah, okay. Except when that bike's being a little bitch. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) It happens sometimes. Yeah. You could say that on the radio, couldn't you? I don't know. I don't I just don't even know. You don't push the limits. It's Kabu because here's the thing, like the FCC has like their hooks in. Yeah. Yeah. They've got into we've been threatened to be shut down so many times. So let's step back for a moment for people who aren't aware. Uh, you're in radio. Yes. So tell us about the radio station you're involved with. So the radio station I'm currently involved with is... We maybe should have led with that. Huh? That's okay. <laughs> they're, they're following along out there in radio land, in Grapes podcast land. And, uh, and yeah. No, jelly. it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so right now I'm with 90.7 FM KBOO in Portland. Right. Um, Colloquially on, known as KBOO. Yeah, but KBOO. that imaging is changing, right? Well, no, we're still we're still KBOO. We'll oh, always yeah. be KBOO. Okay. But uh, what happens within KBOO is definitely uh, getting a little more with the times. Sure, um, and part of that is saying KBOO, but you have well, to say that when, when you announce our, your call that's sign. That's our call sign. Okay, is gotcha. KBOO Portland? So, yeah. Which you have to do every half hour. Yes. Yeah. Technically, yeah. yes. Um, and but we no, tend not to technically we tend to go by the books you because have to. the FCC yeah, is let's go really back to this. so the FCC. Really on like has threatened to shut down for the same things that you hear on NPR, right? And you're like, but well, uh, mm. so you there, know they they just there really, isn't really a universal application of the rules. There should be, but there is not. There There's is no not. list of seven <laughs> dirty words. As a person of color, <laughs> you've never heard of such a thing, I'm sure. <laughs> Wait, a universal. I'm not white. Time <laughs> <laughs> to switch that switch again. Uh, yes. That, yeah. Yeah. No. Right. There's, right. There, there is no right anywhere in the world. I I would like to I would like to say I was being facetious with that question, but honestly, I was not. I I still am somewhat delusional that yes, a government body would would pick yeah. and choose when or not when to apply rules or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You hope that they have that guy at the top that's just very like square and is like, nope, everybody the same, but right. that's not. Yep. No, because there's this thing um, about how the government runs. It's called politics. And yeah, it can 
we don't always on uh, KBU say uh, the most uh, down the like centrist things, and so sometimes they frown upon that. The gotcha. government frowns upon that. Right. Yeah, it's community radio, so it's expressing viewpoints yes. that might not be heard on the larger affiliates of the mainstream news networks. Which is pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. Everyone um, needs a voice. Yeah, everyone does need a voice. And we have some amazing music. Uh, the show I'm on is the KBU Bike Show once a month, the first Wednesday of the month at 11 a.m. Uh, for an hour. and uh, But we have so much amazing programming on the air. And if you want to donate, we're in the middle of our pledge drive. So oh. you can go online and go to the KBU website and do that right now. That time of year, you thought you were getting away from it by listening to podcasts, <laughs> right? <laughs> gotcha, fucker. <laughs> Sorry, I just I was I was in answering phones, volunteering yeah. answering phones for the last three hours. So that just the pitching it just took over me. Sorry, you were one of the founding members of the KBOO I bike show, not. right? No, no, I was not. No, okay, the, but you've been with him for a long time. A long time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually looked at my resume the other day, and yeah. I was like, oh, it's been since 2003. Who knew? Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. Right. <laughs> and, I was shocked. And the bike show has been around since? I want to say 2000, but I'm oh, not okay. absolutely sure. Okay. It was uh, founded by Aileen Crotty and Sarah Stout. Um, oh, that's right. Sarah, yeah. Yeah. Because I've heard her voice on some of the archives. Generously yes. hosted by Chris Smith. Yes, always. Yeah. He just sticks with us. He's right. amazing. Good guy. Um, that guy. Yeah. And uh, at a certain point, I think Aileen and Sarah said, hey, much like you guys might feel at some point, mm-hmm. it, this would be easier if we had another person sure. so that we could take vacation. But you guys take vacation in a different Rotate way. Rotate in and out. Yeah. 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 So we kind of became a, a team format for a long time until Sarah, I think Aileen stepped out first and then eventually Sarah. And then I just, am, I've got this weird, I've like got this dog-like loyalty to things <laughs> and I don't know when to let them go. So. And you like it. You like and what you I do. do. I love it. It. I love it. I get to meet. I mean, last uh, this past month, we just interviewed uh, Pastor Laura Everett. Um, Speaking of Christian rock music, yeah. Well, she is a bike pastor who uh, wrote a book called Holy Spokes. Ha ha. But it's about uh, the spirituality of riding your bike, and it's something that I think we don't really think about in, an, in particularly in an urban setting because right. we always think about like. Riding bikes being pastoral and restorative in that way. But when you're someone who's commuting by bike, what does that mean for you spiritually as a being, like, interacting with the world and how you interact with people that are well, cutting I you off? Well, I often speak or... in tongues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and it's, this, I, throw the switch. <laughs> I just thought it was so super – because I'm not a very – I was raised very religiously, but I'm not a very spiritual person really right now, mm-hmm. except yeah. for bike church on Sunday, you uh-huh. know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. No, I'm not very – Spiritual, but there's something to be said about paying attention to how you interact with the world. A mindfulness. And, yeah, a mindfulness to how you are when you're on your bike, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. that was a great interview. And actually, as I was listening to that interview, I thought, oh, former co-host Brandon Rhodes would love this book. So he just got mm-hmm. his copy in the mail the other day. Nice. Uh, I didn't buy my own copy, but I bought one for him because I was like, <laughs> he, he would read this. I'm probably going to borrow it from him someday. But... <laughs> Hey, so you must have got a book in the mail. <laughs> Can I borrow it? <laughs> exactly. So what did you want to get to beers about? Uh, you know, that book that I gave you. Can I Can I read it? Uh, but no, it's. Uh, uh, I love what you guys do because, um, you know, we, we have the jackassery quotient for the people who like that. And I think you folks are kind of on the other end of the spectrum. You're, you're doing a very professional... Uh, not necessarily, not, not overly serious, yeah. but, but definitely like, you know, like that you, you have standards and you do really good professional quality interviews with we, people that are very interesting. We do try. We do try. I will say sometimes we are pulling it out by the skin of our teeth to put it 
in a nice way. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this last switch, switch for, for example, this last episode that we're talking about that we enjoyed so much. We started planning the Friday before the Wednesday. Okay. Of, yeah. It was relatively short notice. That's very short notice. Usually yeah. we plan shows out about four months in advance. Yeah. We'll have a meeting and say who wants to take what show. Cause there's currently about four of us who are co-hosting. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, we're about to take on a, a new member, which we're super excited about. To be announced? Uh, no, Alex Zimmerman. Is, oh, to um, be announced just yeah, right, right now. Broken on the Sparkin Podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the hard-hitting journalism you Alex, come to expect from right. the Sprocket Podcast. Alex will be joining us. Very so, cool. Um, yeah, we're super excited. And uh, then we actually plan show topics out. And we're super excited because you guys inspired us to try pre-recording. Oh, yeah, that was what? our first pre-recorded show ever. Wait, you the one that about, we did? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Aaron and I. I just thought you you did it that way the, no. uh, every time. No, we do it live every time and scramble and oh. sometimes can't get guests because it's the middle of a work day. Right. Um, so we were like, hey, we got this cool idea. What if you just bank stuff up? What if? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have, and the great thing about KBU is we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We had the the gentleman who was in um, helping us do uh, all the engineering for it, uh, taught us how to do all that, and I stayed with him for an hour, and he taught me some engineering stuff. And so there's always someone at KBU to help you out, yeah, which is great. It's good to have uh, resources to call on like that. Yeah, I'm curious, have, having done this as long as you have, what are some of the highlights and what are some of the lowlights of hosting? Earl Blumenauer. Yes. Earl Blumenauer. Uh, Earl Blumenauer. That was like the so congressional nice. representative from like, Oregon. Yes, we had Congressman Earl Blumenauer. Or no, isn't he a represent? Yeah, yeah representative yeah, congressman, uh, congressman yeah. Earl Blumenauer uh, came on, and uh, that was just the best ever. That was like I don't even think I remember most of it because we were just like <laughs> grinning the whole time. And so it's it's something we were always like we should get Blumenauer on. Right. But like then we didn't have the right strings. We had the right combination of hosts that had the right strings that we got him on. And it was, it was, that was awesome. Nice. Um, low points. We used to take calls. Yes. I've noticed that you don't these days. <laughs> That's always a risky venture. Why ever would you choose that? Especially at KBOO. Well, for example. <laughs> yes, especially at KBOO. The last, we had someone call in during the last show who I was delivered a note from my engineer to say he wanted to talk about why cyclists don't stop at stop signs and red lights. That must have been the first time anybody oh, ever called just, in about that. We just lost this call. <laughs> Whoops. I'm so sorry. Well, we don't take calls yeah. anymore oh, for that right. reason. You used to because that was because like the it, only call? Or it would be like the same three people or no one would call in at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, Phone lines might, are open. One line might open now. do a call-in show again. Uh, and you guys are totally willing, like, you should steal this. Uh, Peter Kuntz. Oh, yeah. You know him? That guy. Yeah. He's coming back in July for the Sprocket yeah. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. And we did a call-in show with him. Oh. Call in about your engineering questions. And uh, that was that was also a highlight. That I'm trying really to remember. Show. I'm sure I heard that show, but I don't recall. Peter's a great guy. He's a great he guy. He is 100%. His wife is also a beautiful and wonderful woman wait that means she should come in to our show with him with peter maybe yeah. Yeah. maybe yeah okay that would be an interesting show nice yeah yeah I, I mean so calls you decided not to how did you make the choice was it easy Oh, it was easy okay. it was like we shouldn't take calls anymore. okay like it's, <laughs> the vote is like 
Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, it was not a hard decision to make. Has there ever been a KBU bike show show about bicyclists running stop signs? <laughs> there hasn't. Um, we've never done well, not particularly about running <laughs> stop signs. We've always talked about doing a show about people getting hurt yeah uh, yeah or killed and um it's not a happy topic it's not right? a happy topic so we always kind of stayed away from it but i think it was outside magazine just did a big um oh, really? thing on yeah on cyclists uh and people who get hurt and come back from injury and things like that and okay it was either outside or bicycling but i think it was outside yeah because bicycling is not again they're a little bit like they're the bike show yeah. that are, we're a little more posy and uh um you know, outside's willing to get a little gritty. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's the only thing we haven't really... That and helmets, whether mm-hmm. or not you should wear a helmet. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the debate is out there. It's still going. Yeah. There As are people on the internet. somebody fell on my head yesterday, I recommend it. Oh, you that's did? All I'm saying. Fall on your yes, head yesterday? Sir. Yep. I got the band-aids to prove it. Oh, I'm glad I, you're, you're pointing to your knee. But yeah. Yes. Well, I endoed. Right. So my finger might be broken. I haven't decided on that yet. How's it feeling right now? Um, right this moment is fine, but as Doesn't soon as I lift anything swollen. or press on it right here, oh yeah, it feels like pain into my teeth. Oh my goodness, which is not that's a good not sign because that's not next have to your you, teeth. Have you like no. tried to like pull on it? No. Okay. No. <laughs> to pop it back into that place. Not I'm not offering to do that because it's just only weird certain motions that. that make it really hurt. And right. So I'm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I've got like bruising and my muscles and my shoulders are torn. Wow. And, my yeah. oh my. I'm really glad that my per, uh, my physical therapist has been working with me because mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't have any upper body strength and I wouldn't have been able to take that hit if I had not been working with him. Right. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. North, North Lake Physical Therapy. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Vince. Call to action. You should all go out and go to this place. <laughs> this if, person. If, go talk to Vince. Hurting, they can... Vince can fix you up. Vince if you're hurting, it. it's Vince for certain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, <laughs> true story. You couldn't say that on Kabu, right? Because I could. Well, could no, you? I couldn't. I no. couldn't call. You're right. It'd be a call to action. That would be a call to action. Yeah. Well, what kind of license does Kabu have? Do you know? Uh, nonprofit. I don't know. Like, okay. like not, Yeah, we're definitely cannot make a call to action. Right. Because That's... we were we were on uh, X-ray for about a year. Yeah, no, six and that months. was an educational license. Educational so I don't license. Know how Very that similar. Differs, but we were under a lot of constraints like that. Um, right. Which is why we make, make such a call to action. Makes such a big deal out of our calls to action now. <laughs> which is why I can bit, never yeah. say like, yeah, go see Vince. I would be like, Vince is at blah blah right, blah. Right. Right. If, if any of our listeners are interested. They can, if they choose to. For your information. You can contact yes. this person. Yes. A free agent place. could do such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's super cool. I'm really glad you are doing it. If anybody listening to this has not yet found the KBOO Bike Show on iTunes or your preferred podcast outlet, uh, that, that is the, the thing to listen to. It's good. It's a monthly show, too. Mm-hmm. So if you are a podcast fanatic, you can add it to your lineup without overwhel- without deluging yourself with episodes. Yeah, and we have if you and if you like it, you can keep going back and back and back because we've been around for at least 15 years, maybe right. closer to 18. Yeah. And I think that's all right. of those are podcasted and that's, at this point. Again, I'm not an archived uh, generously. Archived. Yep. By Chris Smith. By Chris Smith at Portland Transport. Right. Yeah. Yep. He's a good guy. <laughs> Yeah. So, yes. Did you, uh, did you want to know how I became on the radio? Oh, I, I did. But first of all, I was just going to say, if you do like the KBU Bike Show, it is their fundraising season right now. This is our call to action. Okay, it? good. Uh, so you could go to, what, kboo.org? Yes. Yeah, and uh, that's where they're taking your money. 
Or you can call somebody. Uh, yeah, if, and if there's a lucky, big old donate but- button. And yes. they've got pretty good like gifts if you want them. Right. Are there tote bags? No tote bags. Okay. We have t-shirts and hoodies. Okay, there you go. Ooh. Perfect. So how'd you get into radio? So uh, I had a boyfriend who I really loved, and uh, I was with him through very formative years of like 19 to 24. Those are formative. And then I broke up with him after we moved to Oregon together. Okay. And uh, he had DJed our entire relationship. Oh, really? And I had no what? music. Yeah. Oh, oh, he I like he owned all yeah. the music. He played it. He he queued it up, and I loved it. Mm. But I didn't. I didn't even know what the name of songs that I had in my head were, this or is like a what band it was. Cautionary oh. tale to young yes. lovers. Yes. Take on. Well, it was okay. back up your and, and back, it, up, back your up your relationship. It was well. You can back it up, but back then there was nothing to back up. Right. And it was it a lot of it was on vinyl. Right. Oh, so yeah. I I walked into um, Amoeba Music in San Francisco, and I walked in and I started crying. Because I didn't even know where to start. Yeah. I was so overwhelmed. Yeah. And I walked back out and I came back two days later and I started buying albums. Oh. And then uh, found out about uh, community radio or not community college radio in Eugene. Uh-huh. KWVA. Yo. Oh. And I got my own radio show there. What was it called? Um, the Somatic Odd Isle. Say it again. Somatic. The Somatic Odd Isle. Okay. Somatic, Somatic. is like feeling things within your body. Odd Isle is auditory, auditory sensations. So there we go. I was about like music that really moves music you. you can feel exactly. Yeah. And I had a show that was at <laughs> it's like four to five a.m. on <laughs> it's like from Saturday to <laughs> yes. Sunday, like Sunday morning. Yeah. That's how people and, get started in radio. And the drunk people and the bakers would all call in. Oh, and, uh, it was a good combo. The bakers were very supportive. Did you take um, calls or was it just like no? They just call in and request. Yeah. Okay. I didn't take calls on the air. Play uh, Southern by Greens. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And so I, uh, and I, and I went by the DJ name of Gracie. Oh. Which is part of where oh, my business Gracie's game. Right? Yeah. Which we're going to get to and, in just a minute. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I finally got a better slot and moved on and got into music. And then I moved away from Eugene and came here. There we go. And a brief stint at KPSU for about two years. And that was just not enough of a listening audience. There was nobody calling in. There was no interactions. Is, Cause is there still a KPSU? There is. That's Portland wow. state university. Yep. Okay. At Portland state. Yeah. But they don't have an FM or AM signal. They're only on digital oh, and like something okay. else. So it's really hard. It's like to I've never to even them. heard of, of that. They're actually a, a rad station. If anyone could hear them. Gotcha. And that's what kind of finally got to me. And then, uh, it was around that time that alien approached me. So, yeah. 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 Full circle. And that's finally how- onto something that people could tune into with their pocket radios, which as we know, all the kids are carrying these yes. days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be real. If you can't get it, I mean, if, if you can't live stream, I can't even live stream uh, KPSU. Oh, they it's don't really live hard. stream? They do, but it's oh. hard to get to. Okay. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Got to make that easy. Yeah. Otherwise, people aren't going to listen. Yes. Right. I think if you're on so, campus, it's really easy. Otherwise, it's not. Going back to <clears throat> rebuilding your music collection. Oh, yeah. What was the first post-breakup album? There was a couple. Um, the first Tortoise album. Tortoise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can remember I'm from Chicago. So the first oh, yeah. turtle, uh, uh, Tortoise album, uh, The Sea and Cake. Um, oh, which album was that? I don't remember which album. And The Sea and Cake is a band that I've seen the name around so much and never yeah. listened to. Yeah. Well, Should you don't I? have. You know. No? No. <laughs> I, I know that I love. I don't listen there. Like, I still listen to Tortoise. Um, and I actually recently saw Tortoise in Madison, Wisconsin. Ooh. 
releasing their new album. Good show. Awesome. No, amazing. Yeah. Amazing show because it was all ages. So you saw people who were in their 50s bringing in their like 13 year olds and indoctrinating them into the kids this are like, amazing. what is this? They were rocking out. Yeah. They were, it was awesome. That's great. Um, Speaking of nostalgia mm-hmm. and things, I was just thinking about, well, you know what's happening right now? No. Right now. Creed reunion tour. Close. Oh, God. <laughs> it was a hard choice about whether I was going to write Tori an email tonight and say, hey, can we reschedule? Because oh, no. We could just make this quick. <laughs> Opening act, fastball, was out of head. My head was out of my mind. I'm going to be referring to a lot of pop things that you guys might, yeah. might not no, actually I know, be into. I know, I know fastball. Yes, yeah. you do. You're just not responding enthusiastically. I, nope. You mean I, fastball. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know fastball. Vertical what? Horizon. Are you even kidding me? Yep, you're a god. <laughs> I am not. Uh, I don't know that. Gray point. Sky Morning. You're not so bad. It's just the best I ever had. This is all college music for me. I yeah, know you guys are older yeah. than I am. No, I know Gray Sky uh, Morning. And then, headlining act, Everclear. What? Portland's favorite Everclear. <laughs> oh my god. Portland's yeah. favorite band to hate. That's yeah. why he doesn't live here anymore. Yeah. But uh, back here playing in its entirety. Uh, what is it? I know the twentieth anniversary. It's like it's like the twenty second anniversary of the release of uh, Sparkle. No, shit. I'm after, a bad fan. Uh, so much for the afterglow. So much for the afterglow. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is the one that had uh, you know all the hits. All on of it. them. So, yeah. anyways, that's happening right now. So you saw a band and you saw you know parents telling their children, "Hey, it's okay to rock." Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a band and I saw parents yeah. recently. But uh, so it's Tortoise Sea and Cake. And I'm trying to remember what the third one was. I know it was three albums. I remember, like, because I remember, like, holding them like yeah. I was 12. Right. I was right. 25 or 26. But you know, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going But they were still, like, your albums. first albums. Yeah. It was, you know. it was amazing. Are these vinyls? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course I bought on vinyl. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if it was that time in which it was hard to find things on vinyl. Not at Amoeba. It's no. never been hard to find things on right. vinyl. And if you're on indie labels in yeah. the right places, it's right. never hard to find vinyl. Is Amoeba the one on hate? Yes. Yeah. That's like yeah, the, yeah, it's I've the big been one. there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Huge. So that's that's kind of what and um, God bless him. He uh, my my ex boyfriend has a uh, awesome radio show on KPSU or KWVA to this day. Is that oh, right? Wow. Yeah, called Blood in the Saddle. Ooh. <laughs> it's a country show. It's amazing, <laughs> and you can definitely stream that and podcast that, and it's so good. Perfect. Carl Benedict, yeah, real good. Like got into country. Yeah. Not while we were together. This is after maybe because it broke his heart. Right. Could be. <laughs> um, yeah, call to action. <laughs> Go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a funny side note on that is uh, it's down I-5, right? Yeah. Eugene's right off of I-5. Right. And his so biggest listeners, apparently there's like a following of truckers. Really? That oh. know when his <laughs> show is really? on. And actually tune in. And whenever they to, are making their yeah, runs Yeah, whenever they're making their runs, they'll try Medford as long as they Portland, can yeah. to tune into his show because they love it. And they'll call in and make requests. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's something. There we go. That's I would assume something. that's uh, that's a permissible business use of a cell phone while traveling in a truck on, on the highway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's related to their business. It's like speakerphone. Which is fun. why they're allowed to, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. It reminds me of KEXP, which is my favorite radio station out of Seattle that also plays a ton of great music. Oh, and yeah. they have the Roadhouse show. I want to say it's on Wednesdays or something. And they have uh, just great old school country music, really old school. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. 
So, uh, in addition to loving music and being in radio, yes. you also teach people about bike things. I do. So Lots of bike things. You mentioned that your DJ name was DJ... Was it DJ Gracie or just Gracie? It was Gracie. Okay. So, yeah. Gracie yeah. has a wrench. Yes. And that when it came time to name my business, I was like, what do I do? And then I was like, oh... I already have that. And that, that kind of came around. I, w- I just like the name Gracie, I think. I was going to ask, where did it come from? Well, uh, I, what I called myself on the radio because of the drunk people at 4 a.m. was Gracie Waters. And Waters is my great-grandmother's name. Oh, that was, yeah. That's a, a, a family history nice. kind of genealogy name. Yeah. And uh, then when I was thinking, I was like, Gracie. Well, my mom always used to say, nice one, Grace. Because <laughs> I would always pump into th- – I, I would – as if it's past tense, uh, bump into things and right. fall down a lot. <clears throat> um, and so I was like, well, I'm going to call it Gracie's wrench. Cause if I can do this really any fool can. Okay. Um, cause it doesn't take special skills or mechanical inclination. I don't have any of that. I just you don't need to know anything. You don't, you just have to have it explained to you in a way that breaks it down and makes sense. Gotcha. That's what you need. And this and is why I could never teach mechanics classes. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to break things down because if you just understand how they work, then you don't know how you got there. Well, and that's, yeah. But when yeah. you're me and you have to make every mistake in the book and fumble and bumble and break things, then you, you learn then a you lot. Know, you learn a yeah, lot. You know and you learn, and, you learn what yeah. to tell people not to do. So don't this, in, do yeah, this informs how you teach people then. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So how, how does a Gracie's Wrench class go? Well, we start with introductions because we like to know who we are. Uh-huh. And then, uh, well, for our tune-up class, it's a four-week class that uh, covers uh, flat repair, basic maintenance, and brakes the first night, derailers and shifting the second night, uh, hubs and intro to bearings the th- third night, and then the fourth night is bottom brackets, headsets, and wheelchairing. So um, we'll just jump right in. I ask people what kind of riding they do and how many bikes they have. Because they usually just bring one bike, but somebody might have disc brakes at home. Or they bring a road bike, but they have V-brakes at home. And uh, we'll talk through what we need to cover. So I make sure they get... And my classes for the tune-up classes are super small. They're only two people. So that you're getting as much personal attention. Like, you guys could come take a class together. That should be a podcast. That would be amazing. (laughs) Um... Live recording. That would be We hilarious. totally should do that. Um, just a thought. And uh, for the other classes, like I do beginner maintenance classes, and those are limit topped out at five people. Okay. And I do some co-ed and women-specific. And uh, then uh, one of my favorite new things that's kind of been added to the repertoire in the last... I say it's new, but it's really kicked off in the last couple of years, but I teach people how to ride for the first time. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And I got and- a call from the Community Cycling Center... And they're like, we have a guy who doesn't know how to ride a bike, and he wants to know how to ride a bike. Do you do that? And I was like, uh, yeah, totally. Of course <laughs> I do. It's I've one of the many services I exactly. offer. <laughs> <laughs> and he was from New York. He grew up in Manhattan. He was 53. He had a six- or seven-year-old girl, and he had just moved to Portland from Manhattan after having – and his wife and his daughter wanted to ride bikes with him. Yeah. And he didn't know how. And so I found a parking lot and – Bumbled through teaching him and learned a lot, and now I teach people. Is when the weather's nice, it's all it's constant. I'm yeah. teaching people how to ride. Um, age range, uh, four to seventy six. You've had someone as old as seventy yeah. six, yeah. That's Who, really and they cool. learned to ride as a child, but had been away from it for a long, long time, and now wanted to. Um, I've had people that are like. 
I signed up for this uh, tour of Amsterdam by the canals, and I need to ride 15 to 20 miles a day, but I don't no. know how to ride or I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. just go for it. And they have like three months to get it together. Yeah. It, I think one of the most inspiring things about working with older people is you realize like I can choose to be as afraid and old as I want to be, or I can cho- choose to like keep adventuring and making crazy choices because it's a scary thing to fall down when you're older. It's, yeah. it's your bones literally are more brittle and it hurts more. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, I love my older students cause they're, and my, my young ones too. Cause then we get, to, we talk about the inner squirrel, you know, you know about the, no, explain no. This is so not you've been driving along and had that squirrel that runs in front of your uh-huh. car, or your bike, and sure. it's like, ah, 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 and you're like, what are you doing? Do you have a death wish? And I call that your, like your anxiety is your inner squirrel. Ah. It's the thing that makes you be like, oh my God, I want to stop and like jump off the bike while the bike is moving. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not like a smart thing. It is coming from the animal part of your brain. That's right. Like, I'm going to keep you safe. But what Bail it's actually out. doing is trying, it's, it's effectively killing you. Right. It's going to end up hurting you. Right. So it's that squirrel that, that zigs instead of zags and yes. they're underneath. Yes. Some and you're like, wheel. I said zig, <laughs> uh, not zag. I tried to yeah. slow down for you. Yeah, exactly. I thought you said zig. I was going to the mini mart. Exactly. <laughs> And so, and I, part of my job as teaching people to ride is just to calm that squirrel down and, and convince the squirrel that it can just go collect nuts or something. Go, (laughs) you have another job to do. I don't really need you right now because I've got it. And some people's squirrels take more convincing than others. That's all. Yeah. I was teaching them how to ride. That's the easy part. Convincing the squirrel without drugs or alcohol that it needs to go away. (laughs) Yeah. I did. I've had people come to lessons though and be like, I had a shot of whiskey. Just for <laughs> I needed one. Yeah. It's going to ground me. Yeah, just one. But, and I'm like, that's fine. Do, it's you a good do thing we're not riding do. on public streets. Yeah. No, it's a running track. It's soft. It's padded. It's right. narrow and right. it's open. Well, it's narrow ish, but yeah. 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 It's flat. <laughs> it reminds me of, because uh, what, like three years ago now, I talked to Susan in Somerville, Massachusetts, who has the bike riding or the bicycle school. Yeah. And they offer that, that service of like, hey, I don't know how to ride a bike. And that was uh, Jeremy Mendelson from Critical Transit didn't know how to ride a bike. He used their services, her services, and, uh, you know, now he rides a bike now everywhere. He rides. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's it's a cool thing. and It's really fun. Yeah. You get to help somebody ride a bike for the first time. Right. And, like, this weekend I just worked with a kid who was – he was so close and he just – wasn't quite there and it was partially squirrel and he um you see a lot with kids adults adults are hard because we're used to being competent and in control mm-hmm. and i'm asking someone to not only not be competent or in control but you're doing something out of control that could hurt you right yeah. so for adults and we have such a deeper sense of fear it's a big step right but kids they also have that they have they're more used to making mistakes but kids have a higher tendency to want to be perfectionists Actually, is it the like pleasing the adult kind of? No, it's usually thing? on themselves. Oh, really? I make sure parents are not like they can be in the park, but they can't be anywhere cl- too close because a it's a distraction, but b it's just too much pressure. Right. It's like we want to please those people, but I had a kiddo who was like right there, and he he just had to get over a, like the hump of whatever was in his way. And he got it, and his mom was almost crying by the end of it when she came Aww. back because all she wanted was to ride bikes with him. And then it, it's a running track. I was working with his little sister after that, and he just kept going. I had told him, if you start riding, we'll ride 
a lap around the track and he's like, Oh, I don't know if I can do that. And by the end of the lesson, he was just unstoppably like, I'm almost, like, stay on almost this. like, right. But almost like wobbling and falling down because he was so tired. How but do he I was get so, off of the bike? He knew how to stop. He'd teach stopped. me how to stop riding then, bikes. No. Well, that's the first thing we teach is how to stop. People think you need to know how to go. I'm like, no, you need to know how to stop. Right. Then right. you need to know how to go. Right. First, we need to know how to stop. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're going and you don't know how to stop, there's a big problem. If yeah. you're a kid, then, uh, Oftentimes, people are recommending these days balance bikes, like bikes They're without awesome. pedals, that sort of thing. Is yep. that what you're doing with uh, the people you yes. teach to ride? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm essentially taking off the pedals and using it as balance bike. Okay. Yeah. Lower the saddle, that sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, feet or? flat on the ground, for okay. sure. Want them to feel safe and secure. Gotcha. Figure yeah. out what balance feels like first. Yes. How does and the coasting. steering thing work? You don't, nah, they no? just have to go straight. I mean, aside from just like the, the, the natural. So don't steer. Is right. The, <laughs> is yeah. the thing is don't steer. But you have and to, you need don't a you little, have to steer? No, you just what? need some speed. But don't you, I mean, just so like to stay. So we start walking yeah? slowly and then eventually I start walking like a normal pace. I'm like, keep up with me. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of. Because I thought to go in a straight line on a bike. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like you have to make small corrections to keep yourself no. on the line you want to go. You're no. saying it's as easy as pie. It is. Okay. It is. Yeah. Yeah, you're not making corrections really that often. Right. What okay. you're actually doing is holding really still. Gotcha. Okay. Because once you start wiggling your butt, sure. the handlebars start. Right. I wish, I wish you listeners could hear this, <laughs> could see this, but. Right, we could hold a mic down there, I suppose, yeah. but yeah. No, it's the handlebars. Right. And, like you start, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Everything starts going. So you don't try to steer. Right, right. So you, you, you stabilize steer. yourself. Yes. Okay. Being stable is probably the most important part. That, that could be said for a lot of things. Yep, it's true. <laughs> it's true. That's good. So, what else do you do for Grace's Ridge? You mentioned there's the the, the tune up class, basic maintenance, teaching to ride. Is there anything else that you do? Or those I, are your three big. Uh, yeah, those are my three big. But I did okay. write a book. Oh, a couple years ago for we bicycling magazines. Do tell bicycling magazines big book of cycling. Oh yeah, for beginners. that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I write for cycling publications occasionally. Okay, and I might. My. If if things go well, I might have another book coming out ah. soon. Okay, so it's another big reveal. So two Don't big tell reveals. Anybody yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If things go well, it might <laughs> okay, not happen. Yeah, yeah. But if everything comes together, very cool. Yeah, and that would be, it would, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, that would be the game changer. No, no, no. Writing the first <laughs> book was the game changer, but the second book, what I've been asked, the project I've been asked to work on is a project I've wanted for a long, right on. long long time i'm assuming and you can't say too much about it i don't because want to of, yes. no, no i could no. but i just don't want to because right. there's no contract signed and right. I, I i off paper have it but i on paper don't and so things can change yeah. so should we start this no, whole segment sense. over again no i'm fine what I'm else fine does with, gracie's rich do? I'm, fine, I'm fine with vague booking it it's yeah, yeah. fine uh, very good let very them good. wonder yeah that's my favorite social media site yeah vague book yeah no, it's, it's, yeah, I just don't want to say, but I, I think it's, that's like what I need to start working on actually this week. Okay. Is a proposal for this book. There we go. Because you have to write a proposal. Oh, Many right. people don't know this, but you basically have to write a proposal before you write a book. If you want someone to publish your book. Right. If yeah. not have the book completely written, you have to write a proposal, which is a table of contents, an outline of the entire book. Uh-huh. And then sample chapters of every book. Okay. Or of every every chapter. Every chapter. There you go. Yeah. So a summary of every chapter. And you can't just like copy and paste that Latin thing that they use for like, you know, font tests. And <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, they actually want to read it, unfortunately. Um, okay. Because I would love to do that right yeah, now. Yeah. Right. That would definitely be the easier way 
to do it, but no. And I, I'm also feared that, uh, this company is the same company I wrote for before. And they approached me in November to write a book and then this last book. And, uh, then we signed a contract in March Okay, and they wanted the book in June. Ah, 120 pages of big pages, not like little pages in June. Single spaced. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That kind of thing. I think it was how many, no, maybe it wasn't 120 pages, but it was 120,000 words. That's a lot. Wow. For both of you, what's the the widest line spacing you ever got away with in college (laughs) for an essay? You don't want to hear my answer. (laughs) You don't want to hear my answer because I... No, because I, I never, I was the dork who like turned my homework in a week before it was due. You got it done well. You did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I also graduated summa cum laude. Congratulations. So, that's why. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Aaron, how many line spacings? Um, well, so are we talking like high school? Cause Either one. Because well, college, I was, I was a real stickler for spacing and letting because, well, that's what I studied. Sure. Right. You were, you were an So I guess that would right. have to major. take you back yeah. to high school. Yeah. Um, so, yes, the widest you ever used. I did double once, and it was handed back to me. I feel like, isn't said, double do spaced? It, do it again. Now, like a lot of people, now a lot of people ask for double because you're, you're old. But you're then they're asking to... for twice the pages <laughs> yeah. as oh, well. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. That's, so there's room for notes from the uh, from the professor, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I got away with, uh, I think I want to say 2.5 one time. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, wow. there's, there's ways. You're really trying there. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I, I made can, up for things I was lacking in. You that out and instead of. Instead of going like, you know, just double, single, 1.5 or whatever, uh-huh. you know, you, and here's where I kind of nerd out is you start going by point size mm-hmm. okay. instead of, instead yep. of by line yeah. size. Until it completely fills the number of pages <clears throat> that so, you hoped it would. And so if, well, if, if someone were to look at, at a paper, like it digitally in, in their digital reader, it would read as single space. Oh, sure. But really all the letting is like, you know. 12 72 points right (laughs) (laughs) yeah but anyway i was never that tricky that's that's nerdy now there you go i also was the the kid who had like edit down my papers i didn't i didn't need to like (laughs) you had a plethora and excess of words as per usual yes well i mean Uh, that bodes well as an author uh, you know approaching a second book this is good that means you won't lack for content Uh, let's hope not yeah very good you're (laughs) not cursed with brevity No, but sometimes that's not good either. I just got certified to teach. uh, But that's why they have editors, right? And I did. I have to say, it's a little not a humble brag at all. This is just a straight up brag. Okay. Um, my editor of my last book actually was like, I've never had a manuscript come to me like this. Like I, I, I don't really need to edit this good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this is. You are author and editor. I can't believe you've (laughs) never written a book before because this is like, we're used to having to go back and forth six times from this point. And this is like, we have some like Tori's a bad speller. We had some spelling (laughs) mistakes. (laughs) It's true. Uh, I can write. Are these spelling like homonyms or? Yes. Okay. Wrong word. Or some like, cause spell check, right? Like your, your. I blame it on Apple IIe, but my boyfriend Dan is like, that's no excuse. He's (laughs) he's older than me. He's like, that's not, this was the first spell check. It ruined me. Uh, You know, it's. But can you guys do something for me really fast? There's this wild animal that's a canine. Can you say that word? Dog. (laughs) Okay. No. Wait. Oh, wild? Yeah. Wolf? Canine. 
Wolf. Yeah. No, wait. I say coyote. Wolf. 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 He's like that's how the dog barks. That's not. <laughs> oh, you're missing I, the L. No, it's an. I use it like an umlaut. Like the dog goes woof. That is a woof. No, the dog goes woof. Yeah. See there. Also, what? Running is, away from top, a wild wolf. What's what's the top of that? That's a roof. It's the roof. No, it's a roof. I would say it's a roof. Yeah. Personally, but Thank you. okay. So it's not just me. Southeast Michigan. And I'm Chicago. Washington. Yeah. State. So so he gets mad at me. He's like, "What's that? What's that?" Yeah. Yeah. So a right. So along with my spelling, I have stream, some pronunciation. Small stream of water. A brook. Creek. 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 It's a creek. Do you call it a creek? I would say a creek, but I've, oh, I've right. heard okay. both. Oh, okay. And I've always yeah, wondered creek. what's the difference between a creek and a creek. Usually, uh, I think the per- it's the where the person comes from. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say like a, a creek is like a like a you know like a muddy trickle of water. <laughs> a creek is clear and beautiful. You could drink from it. Oh. Uh, Crick is shit. Then, then apparently the Midwest is full of cricks. Yes. <laughs> it has no creeks. Yes. Because <laughs> that's everything in the Midwest. Right. So, uh, Aaron, what I want to do here is yeah. like a lightning round because Tori oh, yes. has been around Portland's bike culture for so long. Uh, really fairly, fairly succinct answers to questions that we just fire off the top of our heads. So as I come up with oh, one and shit. ask her, you think of another one. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. So I'll ask her the first one. Helmets or no helmets? Helmets. Okay, because you just endoed, went over your buyers. <laughs> I've also suffered from three con- major concussions. Okay, all from my bike. So wear a helmet, <laughs> please. Okay. Uh, just side side note. Uh, helmet law: Should people be required to wear them or not? Nah, Darwinism. Okay, just weed out the, <laughs> the dumb ones. Yep. Okay, makes sense. All I right. used to be one of them. So yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Actually took mine off while riding today. <laughs> <laughs> You're both, <laughs> but I put it back on when I went to the grocery store. You're both. That's for you, Eric. <laughs> that, uh, is that your question? No. Uh, it's my next one. Dingo Dismo, activist or entertainer? Yes. Oh, <laughs> you're both. talking about the tallback clownist? Yes. yes. Or clownist yes. tallbacker? Yes, yeah. and he's both. He's yeah. both, and an inspiration. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, so, helmet, on or off when you go into the grocery store? <laughs> Come on, that's a cop. It depends it on how much spandex you're wearing. Oh. No spandex, it should be off. Oh. Total spandex, and you're clomping in your shoes, it can be on. You hear that, Eric? <laughs> if you're going to be a dork, Someone needs be some a dork. stretchy shorts. <laughs> Otherwise, take it off, look like a human. Okay, gotcha. Um, Tomlix. Hand weld or bought? Hand weld. Are you calling what? me out? Like, no. Oh, I, I bought. A, I bought no. a tall bike. <laughs> no, no, no. That's <laughs> fine too. But like, but like, you don't go like out like tall bike shopping. No, like, no, 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 no. Like, like for a specialized. I don't, I don't know if you could. <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm so old school. Like, I know Chunk Six Six Six. Like, I remember right. the OG. Like, I was at the so that, original. That was like long before my time. But I'm. I'm trying to like sort of delve into into okay. some of that knowledge. There. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is do it DIY right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rides you prefer, uh, dropped or not dropped? Like, will they leave you behind or no? 
preferably not. Okay. You'd I rather... really, really don't. You don't like being dropped. This might be a point of contention in my relationship. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm sorry I yeah. brought it up. It's okay. It's okay. We're, we're working through it. It's been eight over eight years, so we'll, we'll, we'll come to a conclusion at some point. Gotcha. But yeah, no, I prefer uh, if we're going for a ride together, I want to ride with you. And if, okay. we're, and if it's a dropped ride... Then I'm fine with being dropped okay. if I've been warned. So you're saying if it's set up as a dropped ride. Then I'm totally okay with it. And you it. know what you got into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm like, no, you go ahead. You just drop me. Yeah. But okay. if it's if it's we're riding together. If it's you and your partner. Or you and your friend. Okay. Or you and whoever. They're like, screw or, you. Or if you can't like, keep up. You're like, hey, you know how to go up the hills faster <laughs> than I do. You're yeah. faster. I'm going to go up. Okay. I'll see you in a minute at the see top. See you at the top. Right? Fine with that. Gotcha. But like the lack of communication and somebody just taking off. Right. No. Okay. Yeah. Does no, not I'm fly. Right there with you. Does not yeah. fly with me. That's a good question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it, and it totally. Yeah. It depends on the people too. Gotcha. There's some people where I'm like, drop me because I don't want to try to ride your pace. I don't right. want to hang out yeah. with you right. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, driving to a ride. Cool. Okay with okay, it. Okay. So I'm gonna say not okay with I'm it. I'm gonna or, say or prefer to ride to a ride. It depends. Yeah. So no judgment on anyone who has to ride to, like there's places you live that you want to drive to a ride. Um, well, like any mountain biking out of Right. Out of so let's use yeah. mountain biking as an example. Or my sister lives in the suburbs of Chicago. You can't always, like where the rides meet are sometimes far away and on like suburban, suburban, like six lane wide right. streets. Like you don't want to ride there. So if you have the ability to ride to a ride, and it's within a reasonable distance. Beyond the like reach it's of the not, L. It's, well, it's not adding, you know, it, it, if you're doing, if you don't want to, your friends are doing a 40 mile ride, but it's 20 miles to the ride and back, that's an 80 mile ride for you. <laughs> yes. So like, you know, there's, there's within, there's within reason, right? And, um, definitely with mountain biking, one of my favorite rides to do every year, um, is if we'll see if it happens this year, if enough snow melts, but is to drive to uh, Mackenzie bridge Oh yeah, and camp at paradise campground. And then you do uh Mackenzie, uh, highway, the old Mackenzie highway. One day go to sisters and back. Don't this forget to grab, this is the, a road bike. Okay. You're going to grab a hamburger and sisters at Ooh. the little, the little, uh, ice cream shop on the corner or don't forget equivalent. the fries. Yeah. I don't know if they have one, <laughs> they but don't, but don't forget. You're going to put that <gasps> so in your Jersey pocket. <laughs> what? Fries in your Jersey pocket? In your Jersey pocket. Oh shit. And then you're going to get back over oh, into Mackenzie God. bridge. Okay, and then yeah. when you're there like 66 miles and like 4,000 feet of climbing later, you're going to eat that burger and fries and you're going to be so happy. You have Wait, this the whole warm. thing to go in your Jersey pocket. Yeah. Wow. On the way back. Yeah. Wow. Cause there is nothing better when you get back to the campground and you're sweaty and you're wet and you can't really take a shower cause you've been camping and, but you're hungry I'm gonna right eat this burger. now. You're going to eat that burger. <laughs> That's a you great are. idea. It's awesome. Wow. Um, and then the next day you do a shuttle of Mackenzie river trail. Right. Cool. Do, wow. or, or you don't have to do a shuttle, but like, yeah, preferably the 29 miles of Mackenzie river trail back down to your campground. It sounds nice. And so in that case, drive. <laughs> okay. Right. right? Like, so <laughs> it depends. I used to be car free for a very long time. Yeah. And so, uh, and now, uh, thanks to also said boyfriend, uh, he owns a car. So I don't know that I would have been as into mountain biking if it weren't for, right. um, there being a vehicle. So, yeah. So you don't, you don't have a car in your name. No, I no, do not. No, but you have access to a car. I have okay. access to a yeah, car. Thank gotcha. you, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. For sure. Yeah, because I went mountain biking by myself yesterday. So Yeah. When I fell on my face. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> That's what happens, Larry. Yeah. This when is what you're happens going when really you find slow. a stranger in the Alps. Yeah. Uh, so your turn. <laughs> yes. Um, fun rides around town. Open container or no? Not that you would violate the law, because that would be wrong to do so. You know what? But... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no for me. Okay. Not no across no, the board. No for everybody. It's just here's what I found. It's yeah. too hard to drink and or smoke while you're riding a bike. Sure. Just stop and do it. So what about at the stops? Well, okay, yeah, oh, for I sure. think I think the question okay. is open container in general, not necessarily while you're biking, but right. because well, he said biking around town. He, he like, did say biking. Fun rides around fun town. Rides. Like okay, say for rides. example the Thursday night ride. Yes. You end up somewhere, you pop open a beer. It may not be technically legal to open that beer. I'm and okay this with is that. in a hypothetical situation. So, again, so we know another, that you follow all I laws say, and regulations. Another part of Portland bike culture that you guys didn't ask me about that I was heavily involved in and I even created the first women only league of it was bike polo. Bike polo. Yeah. Oh, shit. So I was definitely... I still have my polo bike. Yeah. I've never gotten rid of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is it a fix or just a freewheel it, single? It's freewheel single with like... It doesn't even have a freewheel on it. It's like... It's... It's... It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's a Huffy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the name of the model is the Hijinks. Nice. Okay. It is fluorescent pink with some splatter paint and yellow highlights. I'm guessing it's spelled it's H-Y-N... No, 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 it's, it's spelled <laughs> it's spelled regularly, but okay. it's it's pretty awesome. And so this was early on when we still had like brakes and we didn't we rode smaller bikes than what usually fit. Yeah, this right. is yeah. like early, early. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So um, a definitely open container. <laughs> I didn't have like. There you what go. do you mean? Well, I, I mean yes. Yes. Again, um, we're not I mean, telling you to break illegal, laws or regulations. But it's sort of it's sort of tacitly legal in the sense that no one chooses to. Uh, to enforce that law at that time. Uh, very few there, times have I seen that enforcement yeah. happen, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I've definitely yeah. seen it. You have? Um, yeah, the polo, back in the day, the polo courts would get would swept. Would get it, really? Yeah, okay. people would call the cops, and we. Gotcha. And it's not because we were even being that rowdy. They were just Sure. Like, yeah. Open containers. In yeah. the Doing a thing, I'm yeah. not sure what it is. So our rule was, <laughs> yeah. always have your cozy. Yeah. Oh, and sure. now it's, Cover the it irony up. being is like, back then, it was... Bike polo was like a half decent excuse to drink. Right. And now people don't even drink when they play. They just play. Because sure. Because it's actually it's so serious. much more right. competitive. Right, huh. right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't back in the, it wasn't like back in the day when Bill punctured a lung. Right, right. <laughs> Those are the good old days. Indeed. Well, uh, we should probably wrap this up. I got one, one more. more. Not bike related though. Okay. French fries. Hmm. In the ice cream. <laughs> Or next to the ice cream. <laughs> That's a hard one. That really <laughs> depends. So if I'm going to go in the milkshake, but not in the oh, ice cream. Because oh. the ice cream too hard to like dip yes. properly. Yes. Unless the but, fries are really hot. Right. Um, and I don't want to put all the fries. I just want to dip the fries yep. in the milkshake. Burgerville, one of my classic stops after mountain biking, by the way. So good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Oh, man. This is the time of year. They have that <laughs> deep fried asparagus. Oh, yeah. Oh, Seasonal. So good. Seasonal. Yeah. I got to get on that. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> hey, I really need to pee. Actually, this is okay. part of the reason that I'm spurring us on to the end. But I think I, I should do it before we end the show. Is that OK? Uh, yes. OK. You I guys mean, record some I, more B-roll. <laughs> OK. Be right back. I hate it when he does that, when he, like, leaves me with the responsibility of having to, like, make content. Wait, you're not making content. 
Now You've I've got to be like, I can make content till the cows <laughs> come home. Come on. We can bullshit about whatever. So the Midwest. What where are you? Like? Wait, where are you from? Southeast Michigan. Which part? Uh, so like closest to Toledo, Ohio. Like, oh, right okay. Along. Really Southeast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with a little bit with Troy, Detroit. Okay, and we, and we would summer. Um, our our <laughs> big summer vacation. Well, our big summer vacation that we had, like when my dad would take a week or a half in my teenage years, which was really like formative, was in Grand Haven, yes. Muskegon, Michigan. Yes. You know that area? Yep. 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 I, that's that, that. Like literally, I have an entire like place in my heart, like a really? big portion of my heart. Was it was it like a cabin on the lake? No, was it, it was camping pop up camper. Oh shit! Pop up camper. Okay. Uh, and uh, JP Hoffmaster State Park. We'd stay there because it had its own beach. It was there was a public beach there too, and mm-hmm. that beach was open to the public. But the campground kind of had its had own its beach, own and-, and we'd go and sneak cigarettes and listen to. Um, because, yeah, I smoked for a long time. That's another little dirty <laughs> secret. Uh, and we, th- I remember the year that Beastie Boys License to Ill came out. Okay. And all we yeah. did, we, and we had literally like a boom box. <laughs> and we'd carry it down the path. And like, yeah, yeah, it was, that Girls. was a good summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, really appropriate for like yeah. a 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Who's practicing smoking? Like, <laughs> I think it was like in fourth grade when that came out. Fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. And- uh, we sat and listened to, uh, what was it? Paul's Revere, Paul Revere's no, 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 ride. No, no, Cause I that's wish. my jam. Really? Yeah. No, it was, was the one that was on the radio. Another thing you haven't asked me about is bike packing, which is another big. Motherfuck. Yeah. yeah. You guys didn't even get to that. Well, so bike packing, okay. um, my boyfriend has a website called Benedicto. Hey, cue up, cue up your, uh, your thing. That has, that has the thing <laughs> I'll get it to, to tell work. people that call to action. <laughs> All right. Um, but he has a website called Benedicto that if you're interested in bikepacking, that has some of our bikepacking and his bikepacking adventures on it and lots of good content. So go check out Benedicto. That's benedicto.co, I believe, um, cause dot com was taken. Ah. Um, so yeah, get up there and you can see, read about our adventures in Alaska. Uh, <laughs> I think she's saying cut the music. Yeah, he he likes it though. <laughs> he, he wants to march away. Um, so we were up in Alaska and uh, yeah. for ten days bikepacking in um, on the Kenai Peninsula, and we thought we were going to see bears because everybody said you're right. going to see bears. We saw a ton of bear scat, but they said bear bells. Bear bells do nothing. The only thing that bears are scared of the most is the human voice. Okay. So you just played the radio and the stereo all the time? No, no, no radio, no stereo. It's got, I got these pipes, yo. Oh, right. So yes. here I we am. Just, we just proved it earlier. And, and, yeah, yeah. And these you pipes. Have to, you have to understand that, that the greenery is growing over the trail. It's like going through a green tunnel by oh. midsummer in Alaska. It's crazy because it's, you know, everything's dead at one point and then there's just so much water and so much life there that it's like, and so you can't see if there's a bear around the bend. Right. So when you're, de- when you're climbing, it's fine. You can just talk or whatever because you're near each other. But when you're descending. And you're all well, going at your own. here's a little story I got to tell about. <laughs> yeah. So, so Beastie Boys license to <laughs> uh, Paul Revere's ride. I know by heart and nice. the bears of Alaska might also know it pretty well now too. Cause that I would was hope my, so. that was my, that was my thing. I knew I could just pull out. 
um, at any given time <laughs> and, and rock being loud and happy. Right. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a really good, I, I think every listener should send in their bear repellent song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also actually having a canister of bear repellent also <laughs> close that. at hand is good. <laughs> yeah. Or a gun if you know how to use one. You pull the trigger and out comes Paul Revere. <laughs> yeah. We did see a lot of guns. Yeah. The guns oh, were scarier yeah. than the bears. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people carry, <laughs> uh, openly carry in Alaska, but you really get the feeling when you see these people that they actually really know how to use their guns. Right. They're not like... It's not a front. I got a gun. It's it's a, it's like I have a gun and I know how to use it. And I've got two young children with me. Okay. You know, right. So you know that everybody knows gun safety. They and mean it's business. Clear. Yeah, it's definite business. And they'll they'll even say to you, you know, this gun is too, like, last choice. Like, we also have bear spray and, like, but right. this will not kill a grizzly. So It's also for bears. Right, but it won't kill a bear. It'll just sure. miss. It'll just really piss them off. <laughs> right. So you've well, got to be the idea ready. is that at least the loudness will scare them off. Yeah. But if they're angry enough that they're coming at you, oh yeah, it oh, won't. Yeah. It but won't. I'm, I'm also thinking of like it, it. The the gun is used primarily to ward off animals, not not for any other purpose. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a safety thing. You don't know about that when you see a person with a gun in another context necessarily. No, but when you're in the middle of the woods in Alaska. Yeah, you you just well, like so. I saw she didn't have a gun, but there's a mom who was on her annual trip with her three kids bike packing. Uh huh. Like you do. Like you do, (laughs) right? It's like mm, 67, maybe. She's in a tank top. Uh Kids are all in t-shirts and shorts. Nobody has any bike gear on at all. Nice. One of the kids rack. They've got like a rack and panniers. We've got like all the bike packing gear, right? Like you know, the kids have racks and like panniers. And one of the panniers is zip tied, zip tied. This is over bumpy single track, <laughs> zip tied to the bike because there's like, I think there was like a 12 year old girl, a 10 year old boy, an eight year old boy, and like a six year old girl. And these are doing some rough single track yeah. miles that are like, you know, could be six miles, could be 10 miles a day, which when you're loaded, that's a lot for a kid. Yeah. And the 10 year old was the bike mechanic. Wow. And oh, mom cool. didn't know how to fix stuff. So he had... He got, was, and he and they just had an entire thing, like an entire bag of of zip ties. So if one broke, they could just right. zip tie. That was <laughs> the plan. How, that's how you fix that, things. And that is the Alaskan way. Yeah. Also, also Tyvek, that's Alaskan oh, sure. siding. There is oh. no, there's no need for actual siding. If there's Tyvek on there, you're good <laughs> you're to go. You're fine. Right. You're good. It's that's not like done. anybody's going to look at it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Phil? It's been Sorry. great. It's okay. been great. Phil's, I, Phil's listening to this. He's like, yeah, I know. Is Phil in <laughs> like, Alaska? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hi, Phil. <laughs> That's great. Whereabouts? Uh, he's north of Anchorage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where it starts getting a little remote. Yeah. Bike he, commutes on a Pugsley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With sounds, a bear on his back. Yes. Yeah. Famously. Not, not a bear pelt. A, a bear itself just hugs him to keep him warm. <laughs> and like a dead him. bear? <laughs> no, it's very much alive. No, I, I think tamed. it just kind of it no, wanders around. Part of the legend. When he goes okay. to work, you know, the bear wanders around, and then you know, it might even like it might hibernate for you know eight hours. It make more sense if it was yes. a moose. It would, I suppose. Yeah, although but the moose would be really heavy. Moose hugs aren't as, as nice or furry or fuzzy. Bear you, hugs are. Do where you it's know at. that? <laughs> are you sure? Have I've you been hugged by a moose. No. <laughs> to be honest, no. I, okay, just well, I should reevaluate once I've had that experience. Hey, moose. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to call a moose. When you call a moose, they charge you. Uh, how do you ask them for a hug then? 
uh, they decide to give you one. You just, Dude, that's why he wears gotta, a bear. It's like, it's you got to sneak up on him. You got to like kind of kind of like ninja. Do you know? Him. Do you know how you, you avoid just... ma- moose? No. You have to like get on the other side of a tree. Okay. Because they can't. They're too big. They can't see through trees. No, they can't get around it. Yeah. Oh. So they like they'll eventually leave you alone. That's okay. the best way. You can't go like in, if you can't get up a tree. Oh. Yeah, you go around the tree because they can't. Kind of like you, you run serpentine away from an alligator. Because they can run yeah. really, sure. really fast. Right. Wow. Yeah, really fast. And there's probably, I think I was told when I was up there, there's unfortunately like a death or two a season mm. yeah. from, really? from yeah, moose attack. They'll charge. If, they're, yeah. if they feel like they're, because what happens is things are plowed. And so a lot of times they'll end up somewhere like a driveway, like a really long driveway or something. Uh-huh. They're plowed sure. and they can't get out and you're on it oh, and they'll shit. charge you. Yeah. yeah. Like what else do I do? I'm trapped yeah. in a cul-de-sac. I'm a moose. Yeah. 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 That should be a palindrome. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. It's got okay. the elements of palindrome. What it else really you does. got for me? You, did you have another question or you already asked it, right? I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. we just yeah. talked bikepacking while you were gone. Yeah. Right, right, right. A little bit of Beastie Boys. Oh, there you go. Perfectly. Yeah. 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 Fight for your right to party. So the anecdote I had was... We listened to that over and over again until we got the lyrics down yeah. on a piece of notebook paper. That's awesome. And then one of my friends was caught with that piece of notebook paper, and he got did detention. he get in trouble? He got detention. <laughs> what? But motherfucker did not rat us out. <laughs> well, good because what were you doing wrong? Oh well, I mean, in retrospect, we were doing everything right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all. <laughs> but, what did you get in trouble for? There's nothing. Like, there's nothing bad in that song, really. There isn't, but it's, you there's know, There's nothing it's out of all, out of the entire <laughs> you album. you got to understand, that <laughs> the current population of the town that I grew up in is less than 3,000 people. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> in what grade were you in? This was, like, fourth grade. Fourth grade. So, you were yeah. in a class of, like, 30, and that was, like, all the fourth Something, graders. Yeah. Like, yeah. in the town. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they just thought they could they could bully you. These these these, these kids are up to no good writing these lyrics. Oh, remember when no they were? Song. That was about the time too when parental invi- advisories were starting to come we're out. Just on. about. Oh, sure. They're they're corrupting our youth. Well, do you that's remember? How you know, yeah. Do you remember like the big star of the whole congressional hearings? No, which one was it? Like, so I, there I, was I, there was a bunch of like rock stars. Was that the band came big out, star? Like, no, no. <laughs> okay. This is a great band. Though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, so there's a bunch of like rock stars that came out against it. You yeah. Know, Twisted Sister, yep. Frank Zappa. Mm-hmm. But the big person that they like put right up front for the cameras, John motherfucking Denver. Really? Yeah. He was totally oh, against that. that kind of censorship. Yeah, because it's censorship. And they were like, oh, if we can get John Denver up here, clean, you know, John Denver. It didn't matter. No, it, they, it was it was Tipper, all about Tipper, it was, Tipper was against the black people. That's yep. really what it was. Oh, it was Tipper. Is yeah, that right? yeah. Okay. it wasn't just Tipper, but it was just another way to. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Don't even make me get started. <laughs> There's on another. It. Yeah. <laughs> just another way, because because you know the war on drugs wasn't doing enough. Right. Gore or Perot? <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> no. Just kidding. No, no that's no, not. No, that's not a no, serious no, question. No, no. <laughs> Mom. No, uh, I feel like I do have one more, one more uh, uh, quick question. Okay, um, Hit me. when you're camping, yeah, you're sleeping on dirt. I don't sleep on dirt. You don't. No. Do I've... you sleep on an inflatable pad or foam? 
inflatable pad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a bike packer mostly, okay. so like right. I need that. Compress. I need it to be compressed. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 But if I'm car camping, there's always a down comforter in that. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and real pillows. Right. Because if I'm not bike packing, I want some comfort. For the longest time, before I had a sleeping bag. I just had a down comfort. I was going to ask you about that. In so much better. Sack. It's so much better. You got yours compressed I'm, down to sleeping in bag the summer. size. Yeah, yeah. In well, the summer, I especially. would put it in this compression sack that would just, you know, <laughs> yeah, just bring it really down. Uh, in the yeah, summer, because it's too hot it. to be in a sleeping bag in the summer. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So a sheet and or a, a down comforter, or if it's really cold in the winter. Having that down comforter with your sleeping bag, mm, it's cozy. The yeah. dog's happy. Right. Everybody's happy. Wait, where'd this dog come from? <laughs> the dog sleeps in the middle. I'm kidding. <laughs> of course. I, I don't one, have one. You do. The one who ran away from me. Yeah. Oh, right. Got lost. Played hide and seek. Yep. Caused you to endo. She's lucky I love her. Yep, indeed. <laughs> That's all I can say. All right. Tori Bortman, thank you for coming to the Sprocket Podcast. Thanks, Sprocket, for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Will you come back someday? Yeah. Okay, cool. Or Excellent. we're going to do this this broadcast from the basement and, and do some bike repair. Oh, guys oh, oh yeah. shit. That yes. would be amazing. Totally. Yeah, we're going to line that up. I'd <laughs> love good. to see what your bikes look like. Oh, my, mine, mine <laughs> right is shitty. There. Yeah. <laughs> then I can I'm just currently running a like one by because I'm too lazy to get a front derailleur. <laughs> Sounds like we both need Gracie's wrench. <laughs> no, that's a choice. Not running a front trailer. That's just straight up a choice. That's that's not needing me. That's you got it. You got it covered. Yep. It's all set. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. I'm just getting. I'm just getting better use out of all the other gears. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, thank you again for coming in. Uh, yeah. It's KBU Bike Show. Yes. Uh, you find K-B-O-O. that on all the social medias or uh, kboo.org. Ninety point seven on your FM dial in That's the right. Portland area. Yep. True. Or you can try and tune in from other places. Good luck. Hope you're close. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, Gracie's Wrench. It has a website. Gracie's Wrench dot com. There we and go. Then, uh, and Gracie's then Gracie's Wrench on Instagram. Yeah. And, and Grace, the title of your book one more time. Bicycling's magazine's big book of bicycling for beginners, or maybe cycling for beginners. I don't even remember. We, call, we just started calling it the BBOC because it was there's too many words. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. That's what my editors <laughs> call it. All the emails. BBOC. There we go. Yeah. Available wherever fine books are sold. Yeah, and at your local bike shop and wherever, and online. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, all right, so we're going to close this out with some credits. I was going to say, I think at the end, can I play that song that I wrote about losing my wife in Vettersborg? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cause I we, mean, you own the copyright to that. I do. We tease this uh, a just short story. Wait, uh, is this our outro, or are you just going to play that No, afterwards? we're going to I'll play it after the outro. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, we went on a big group camping trip, take a bunch of people camping, you know, uh, up to Battleground Lake. Uh, it's a great place to camp, lovely spot. But um, my wife was ostensibly the sweep for this ride, which means she was the last person trying to make sure everyone got to where they were supposed to go. So she thought she had time to stop and adjust some things and then catch up. Who's we took a turn. Sweep the sweep? I know, yeah. And then she lost us, and we lost her. So I ended up writing a song about it. So we'll play that after the end. So, all right. Here comes the end of the show. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. 
Email to the Sprocket Podcast at gmail.com. Call or text at 503-847-9774. Twitter at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Melamgard. Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie. Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lee. Richard Wazenski, Tim Mooney, Orange and Purple. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Jim Gooding. Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen Miller, Todd Parker. Chris Gonzalez, Dan Gebhardt, who is a time traveler, Zoe. Campania. Dave knows Chris Smith Woo. generously hosting the archives of KBOO Bike Show. Christy Kaster, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Culey, Peanut Butter Jar, Matt. Patrick Archain, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, Krista, Joan Wasserman. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Josh Zisson. Richard G., Guthrie Straw, Brandon Shelby. Campsite, Aaron Green, Mac Nurse, David. Kathy at Walking Dark. I always do this. Kathy at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking. Walking, Cycling, Talking, Cycling, Eating. Also, Nathan Poulton, Chris Rossin, Rory in Michigan. Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, EJ Finneran, Paul Culbertson, if, if that's, that's your, your real, real name. name. Pa- Brad Hipwell, Thomas Cato, Christopher Barnett. Keith, Hut- <laughs> Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson. Derek Wagner and Jason Oftenberg. And Ryan Tam. And Ryan Tam. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now, brush your teeth. Go to bed and stay tuned for a special release song from Joey Lawrence. I mean, Brock Dittis. Liberal borrowing from uh, dueling banjos. I don't remember that intro. The leader of the pack is too far from the back. Separation, it truly can occur. When we circled up the wagons and the map say it's dragons, there's no way that the gathering could be sure. I lost my wife in Vandersburg. Yeah.
What, did you find her? We did. We found <laughs> her at the old Clark County line, actually. Where was she? Um, so we actually saw her. We saw her ride ahead of us. There's this little wiggle we did, and uh, we spent quite a bit of time making sure the group was together. And she was the only person, the last person that didn't show up. So we rolled down a hill to a place where there was enough room for us to all pull off the road and wait. We sent one guy back to try and find her up the hill. So were you bike touring? We were bike tour. Okay. Right? It's like overnight bike camping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a group okay. of like 13 people okay. or something, great, 10, great, great. 12, somewhere in there. And so while uh, Aaron Delaney is going uphill trying to find her behind us, we see her blue rain jacket like turn the corner down the road and keep on going ahead. So we'd send someone else t- to chase her down to to make sure How that- did she group back? Well, she never did. <laughs> I mean, we you know, our friend Jonas chased her a long way. But how ways. did she get ahead of you? I was a different turn. So we turned and went down one street and she kept on going at that same interchange ahead and eventually turned down a different street. So she basically bypassed us. Right. It was like a it was a it was a game of degrees, really, cuz like we we missed her by so little. Uh, to the point where we saw her going ahead of us at that point. But we have to get our friend Aaron back because he went back to right, look for totally. her. So by the time he gets back and we've sent Jonas ahead to catch my wife, uh, you know, uh, no dice. He never caught up. And, uh, yeah. So we Wait. eventually, we knew that we were all Wait, going. so who is where at this point? <laughs> <laughs> so we've sent a scout back and a scout ahead. Right. And there's the maid group of like 10 people left okay. or eight. Or something. Right. And then uh, Adele is ahead of all of us eventually because... Nobody she, could catch her. Yeah. She decided, because she's a badass, uh, she decided that, like, oh, I don't know where they are, so I'm just going to keep on going towards where I know home is. And so she did. So we, with a group, of course, were traveling much more slowly. So we ended up eventually going down to I-205, which was the, the bridge across where we had to go. And that was where she was waiting for us. So, so you were leaving or coming? We were leaving. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were leaving. It was uh, we had a great sweep system in place for the uh, the trip up, but not for the trip back. I thought we had it. I thought we were going to do the same thing, but always clarify. Note note to self. Always clarify. Front and back have maps. Seriously, yeah, it, yeah, and, and turn by turn directions yes. for every participant. That's what I'm doing next time. Yeah, or at least front and back. Yeah. <laughs> so that the last person has a map in the front. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> At base. Yeah. Yep. 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 Keep your group together. Yeah. Walkie talkies, radios. Hopefully. Yeah. 